It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, and this is not the beautiful James Seltzer voice you're used to hearing. I am Elliot Shore Parks, here at the beautiful uh, Parks Casino in Ben Salem. Filling in today for James is the legend himself, Mr. Ruben Frank. What's up, Ruben? What's up, Elliot? How you doing? Great to be here at Parks Casino, a beautiful place. Yeah. Saw the gin blossoms here a couple years ago. So this will probably be the first reference of bands you'll make today that I will have no idea who you're talking about. Oh, you about. know the Jim Blossoms. I do not so know the Dave's Jim Blossoms. Dave's horrified over here. Yeah. Dave Breitmeyer's. Trust me, James is also very big into uh, music I don't know, and all the times he says stuff, I have no idea. So this will be the first of many. But one thing I like to think I know about, and I know you know about, are the Eagles, and this is Go Birds Radio. So even though it's off season, excited to uh, get into some Eagles topics with you today. There is no off season. There is no. That's a good point, you know actually. That. And yeah, I mean we're getting there. We're a month and a half from training camp, and uh, I, you know it's it's like every day. You know, you just like the the reality hits that we're going to have a football season in yeah. a couple months, and it's exciting. I mean, you know, you try to enjoy vacation, and people come. How many days till training? Camp? I know. You know well, I always say like it, it is. Uh, it's a month away. My favorite time of the year is training camp. Like, the lead-up to it's it, the, the, the excitement every day, the storylines, who's going to make it, who's not. So I'm super excited to get uh, started with it. And, look, it's a big year for the team, too. Like, I think the last few seasons there's been a lot of trepidation from people heading into the season. But this year I really do think there's a ton of excitement about this team because of all the offseason acquisitions they've made. Yeah, and it's a different deal. I mean, they, they've got to live up to expectations, and that's that's a new position for them. Yeah. And it's something we were just talking about. Uh, I'm really curious to see how they respond. How does how does Nick respond to, you know, it's, I don't say it's easy to go 9-8, and eight, make the playoffs when no one expects you, but it's a lot easier when you don't have that bullseye. Now, you know, they, they're a playoff team. They've, you know, they, they've got uh, a lot of night games. They've got a lot of primetime games. There's, they're definitely in the spotlight. Uh, Jalen's not a first-year starter anymore. Nick's not a rookie head coach anymore. So I think the over-under is, what, 10-and-a-half? It, well, it started at 8-and-a-half. It's now it got bet up to 9-and-a-half. So it's certainly, I mean, look, last year I think it closed at 6-and-a-half or 5-and-a-half. So yeah. it is considerably more than it was last year. It's a yeah, whole different world. It's, it's very different when you have the bullseye on you. And, Rube, 
I've had the bullseye actually on me this week. You might this might surprise you, but I tweeted something. <laughs> People were you not happy with it. I always have a bullseye on me. So I, this started actually uh, with John Marks, like Reese, and Jack Fritz this past Tuesday. But I took it to Twitter and I tweeted out my Eagles Mount Rushmore, which. By the way, is really just the perfect off-season debate. And look, I want to get into Jalen with you. I wanted to get into training camp, Nick Sirianni, expectations, Gannon. Like we have so much to get into today, and I'm happy you're here so I can pick your brain on it. But I wanted to start with this, just because I think the Mount Rushmore is like the quintessential off-season topic. And when it comes to the Eagles, I think there's just so many options. I believe I have the correct four, so I want to throw it to you, and I'll throw it to everybody at two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Your Eagles Mount Rushmore. You've been covering the team for what, 30-something years? Something like Something that. Something like that. I, I, I try not to count. You lost track at this point, I'm sure. But All right, so I know you wrote about it uh, earlier this week. Hit me with your Eagles Mount Rushmore. You know, it just occurred to me you could do an Eagles Mount Rush less. Like, well, you called the, it a little something no, different. No, but this would be we different. This would be the worst pass rushers, Rush Less. Yes. Well, that could you know, probably Derek, pick four off of last Derek year. Derek Barnett, John Harris. You know, yeah. you, could, you could have fun There's with that. There's tons and but tons, yeah. To me, and I, yeah, I was just thinking about this actually yesterday morning. It's funny that you asked. To me, there's three no-brainers. You have to have Reggie White, Steve Van Buren, and Chuck Bednarik. Wow, okay. That's not open to debate. All right, well, then we're going to debate then because. No, it's not, it's not open. <laughs> yeah. and, then it, and then to me, it comes down to Kelsey or Doc. Wow. And I, I thought long and hard, how do you break that tie for the fourth spot? And, you know, they're both four-time All-Pros. I think Kelsey's got five Pro Bowls. The dog had six, but Kelsey's still playing. To me, it comes down to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, they're both guys that kind of redefined the position. Yeah. You know, Doc really changed the way safeties play to become a, a, a position where, uh, you know, you're not just a big hitter or a, a center fielder who can make plays, but you're doing both. Uh, and Kelsey has kind of redefined the center position as a, a place where a really athletic, smaller guy can can blossom as a, a smart, uh, athletic guy that knows leverage, and, and he's done all that. So, to me, it comes down to the Super Bowl. Kelsey was part of one, and Doc came up short. His teams came up short. So, to me, it's it's Reggie, Van Buren, Bednarik, and Jason Kelsey. So, I think the, the Dawkins and Kelsey debate is interesting for a couple reasons. But I think one of the main reasons is for so long, Dawkins has been like kind of the face of the Eagles in a lot of ways. Like we're down at the link every Sunday. You see more Dawkins jerseys still than probably any other player currently on the team. Right. So I think he has held that face of the franchise. I think Kelsey is getting close to it. So my four, we actually don't end up having any of the four. Same four, I think. You're kidding. I I went with Andy Reid. Oh, get out of here. Okay, Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb. Oh, please. Brian Dawkins and Howie Roseman. Those were my four. So, what, how, what's your what, so what's when, this based all right, on? So when I picked it, I thought it in this way. You know, Andy and Donovan didn't win anything. They didn't, but they were the best head coach and the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So I think if you're the best at the most two important positions in the franchise, you have to be on the Mount Rushmore. Like when you talk well, about, I think that's what, a that's a leap in logic right there. I think it's. If you're looking for the four best people, why why limit it to one being a coach and one being a quarterback? Well, I'm saying the four best people, when I look at this franchise, what was the best stretch of Eagles football? 17. <laughs> okay, so those, besides those 20 games. I'm talking 48, like, 49. So I think 2000 to 2004, 2005. Like around there, they were winning 10, 11, or I should say 11, 12 games each but, year. They were going to the championship, and Andy built that. Like, well, they, let me ask you this. Was, Donovan McNabb was never – he was never one of the top five quarterbacks in the league during that stretch. But he's easily the best Eagles quarterback of all time. Yeah, but to me, that doesn't—that's not enough to get him on. I mean, Van Buren 
He led the NFL in rushing five straight years. He, he was like a seven-time All-Pro. Donovan was never an All-Pro. Not once. So I, I will admit that the older players are a bit of a blind spot. For I mean, me. it's not like I watched Steve Van Buren play. Well, but I'm saying, like, but, but how do you how do you rationalize, like, yes, they are all-time great Eagles, but, like, the Eagles that we're talking about, like, who built the franchise into what they are today, who I think matter more to the start of the franchise. Like, Andy and Donovan shaped the Eagles into the franchise. Like, before they got here, I mean, obviously they were an important franchise. I'm not diminishing that. But they they started being consistent winners once Andy and Donovan got here. Would you agree with that? Well, yeah, they had some great years, but they fell short they had, they ultimately. Had, they had amazing years, though. They so, fell like, short. So, I mean, none of those years ended with a championship. I'm the biggest Andy Reid guy in the world, and I think Donovan's underrated. But to think that they're in the top four in franchise history to me, I, I'm just not getting that because you have Bednarik, who's considered the greatest linebacker ever, inside linebacker, and Van Buren, who who's one of the greatest running backs of his era, or the greatest of his era, one of the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, they're – they're, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame type guys, and so is Reggie White. I mean, Reggie White might be the best defensive player to ever play the game. So, so two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Everyone, call in. Give us your Mount Rushmore. Reggie White. I, I think for me, he would be five because I think this. Well, first of all, the stat about more sacks than games is one of the more unbelievable stats, like in Eagles history, right? I mean, what do you have? Ninety something sacks in like ninety four games. Yeah, average about a sack. Yeah, yeah, which is wild. Do you think he's more of a Packer than an Eagle? No. No? No, he was here, he was here what, 80, 84 to 92. But if you polled the general public, like outside of Philly. Who cares? Well, I think that matters when you're talking about who's it, representing we're just the franchise. A, we're just basing this on what he did as an Eagle. Yeah, so he would be my fifth. Reggie's my fifth. But So let me walk you through how I got through my four. A, Andy's the best head coach of all time, and I think that matters when talking about it. Donovan, best quarterback of all time. Brian Dawkins, I could swap Kelsey out for him, but I think Dawkins is already in the Hall of Fame. He's the most popular Eagle of all time. As you said, redefined the safety position. One of the best players in franchise history. How I landed on Howie there, I think you have to have the Super Bowl represented on the Mount Rushmore. You can't have the Mount Rushmore and not have a, play, a person or a player that played a large role in them winning the only Super Bowl in franchise history. And I think that's a little bit kind of what you ended up with with Kelsey, right? Like debating Kelsey and Dawkins? Well, it was more when I was trying to break the tie. How do you break the tie between Dawkins and Kelsey? I, I don't feel compelled to add somebody from 17. I mean, that was such a team effort. I mean, there were, you know, there weren't a lot of great individual players on that team. There weren't a lot of guys that had great individual seasons on that team. Yeah. It was just an incredible team achievement. So, I mean, you're, you're coming up with these rules like there's got to be somebody to do this, and I want this guy. Like, Shady's the best running back in Eagles history, but I don't think he deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. You know, he's the best. Mike Quick's the best receiver in Eagles history, but I don't feel compelled to put him on. Well, because those, those positions are less important than head coach and quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to, to, me, to me, it's easier to rationalize Andy. Um, but still, a coach that didn't win a Super Bowl, I, I just don't think I'd put him on there as, good, he, as good as he was. Right, but I think Andy, and it's funny, we actually debated this last week on, like, who's had a better Eagles career, Andy or Howie. Um, and I, I thought it was Howie, but, look, Andy certainly built the foundation of what today's Eagles are, and he, a lot of callers brought that up, and they were correct to do so. 215-592-9494, if you want to explain to me again how Andy built the fan, foundation for the Eagles. But when you talk about the Super Bowl team, I think what you said is dead on. It's why I landed on Howie is because that team had a lot of great all-time Eagles like Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham. But when I think about the team, I think about just that. They were a great team. Like there wasn't one player. When you look at some of the Patriots teams, and there was a lot of great players, but you think about Tom Brady, right? Like 
I don't think there's a player like that on that team besides, frankly, maybe Nick Foles, but he doesn't belong on, on the Mount Rushmore. And so if we're going to say that they're the best team or you think about the team, well, how we built that team. Well, and, let, me, let me ask you this. Who, who's the – so who – go through yours again for me. So I have Andy Reid, Donovan, Donovan McNabb, Brian, and Howie. Brian Dawkins. So you don't have anybody that was associated with the team before 96? No. So – are, is that intentional? Are you just saying I'm I'm not including those because I didn't see them? No, no, it's not. It's not intentional. And I think Reggie would be my fifth, or I would potentially swap him out as the fourth, just because I think you could argue he's the most talented like player to ever actually put on the Eagles uniform. Like he's certainly in that. Discussion. But wouldn't that get him on the Mount well, Rushmore? All right, so that's why I'm saying he'd be my fifth. What else would that's he, why I'm saying he'd be my fifth. What else would he have to? What else would Chuck Bednarik have to do to get on the team? Oh, he's like a nine-time All-Pro. Yeah, but when I look yeah, like at 11, again, like eleven, twelve. I, I think so. A lot of people tweeted this at me. I'm like, oh, did you not watch Eagles football before 2000, right? But it's not my fault that the best Eagles football has been from 2000 and on. Like, I understand that you need to ha- represent the whole history of the franchise. And, and look, Chuck Bednarik, I know I'm certain is going to be on a lot of people's list. But for me, I just think like the best stretch of Eagles football has been overseen by people that should be represented on the Mount Rushmore. Like, don't you agree that from 2000 well, I mean, on, this franchise changed into something different? In 48 and 49, the Eagles won two NFL championships and shut the other team out both times. That's never been done by anybody. So, to me, that's a pretty good stretch. And they they made, they reached the NFL championship game the year before. Yeah. And Van Buren was the star of those three teams. Pre-Super Bowl era, though. So what? Well, I— it matters to me. So if you want to say the Mount Rushmore, if you want to say the Mount Rushmore of '96 on, then but how do you go? You know. How do you go about like comparing those players to current day players? Because you compare by by because like, like Chuck Bednarik probably couldn't play in today's NFL. Oh, he'd be like '92. Well, yes, yes. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like be, in his athletic prime. He'd be better than Nate Gary. Well, that's a different debate. Poor Nate gets dragged so often. I know but, yeah. that was a cheap shot. Yeah, it's all right though. I'm sure pick, the first two pick sixes. He did, yeah. Yeah. He's like fourth in Eagles history in pick sixes. Well, he, I'm sure he talks about that quite often. Is he still in the league? I think he is somewhere. I think he was on the 49ers for a little bit, but I don't know if he's on a team heading in. But regardless, how do you, how do you like, compare? I compare by by where they stack up in in that stretch of time. Like, like you compare Steve Van Buren's rushing stats to every other back in the league for the years he was in the league. And they're better. They're way better. And he made five straight all pros. And he led the league in rushing five out of six years, um, mm-hmm. you know, and led the team to two championships. I mean, that's pretty, pretty but good like, stuff. So you said, I think you said LaShawn McCoy is the best running back in franchise history. Yeah, I just threw that out okay. there. Yeah. But so do you believe he's the best running back in franchise history? Well, in modern history, but okay. I would, well, I would say Van so, Buren, if you had to rank him, Van Buren, I mean, for his accomplishments for the era he played in, I mean, obviously Shady has more yards because there was he played more games. Yeah. But Van Buren, I mean, what he did was unprecedented back then. Plus, he had, what do you have, 196 rushing yards in the NFL championship game? I'm going to take your word for that Not one. Not bad. Yeah, I'm going to take your word for that one. But Oh, if you're going to take my word, then he had 233. There you go. Well, you're the stat leader, as we all know. As even the Eagles, Nick Sirianni himself knows, you know. Everyone knows Rube's stats uh, are the best. So, 215-592-9494. Talking Mount Rushmore today. Who would you put on your top four? A lot of people didn't like that I had a head coach and a GM on there. But I think if you're, like, talking about guys that have impacted this Eagles uh, franchise, who's accomplished the most, it's just hard for me to think of two people besides Andy and Howie. Like, Han- uh, Howie put together the Super Bowl team, and Andy shaped the Eagles into what they are, and he's the best head coach. Like, not I many- think, and to me, Andy's biggest influence on the franchise was – 
the emphasis on both lines. I mean, he brought that here yep. in, in 99 with him, and that's still, you know, and, and uh, you know, Banner and then Howie kind of took it to the next level. And I do think that is one thing. Uh, when you talk about how Andy kind of helped Howie, uh, I think the emphasis on the lines is one where I look at Howie and I go, he learned that from Andy. Like, from coming up in the Eagles organization, watching how Andy worked, um, I think that's where he got it. But, but outside of that, I also think Howie's a lot different than Andy. Like, obviously he's more of a, a contract guy and I'm not diminishing his football acumen because he is a football guy but I think Andy you're talking about the lines that was one of his main influences but I think Howie is also a lot different than Andy like I think there could still be a Howie Roseman even if he never worked with Andy do you agree with that I think Andy had a huge influence Andy and Banner on on Howie and who he is I, I'm not sure I'm not sure of that uh, but I mean, it's kind of funny that we're even how he's even in this conversation. Do you think he belongs? I, I think he belongs in the conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I had, if there were ten presidents on Mount Rushmore, you know, he'd probably be in that group. Ten like team presidents? You're saying? No, I'm saying ten presidents. Oh, okay, all right. On right. Mount Rushmore instead of four, like if they actually carved. 10. Yes, yes. So, so he's said, in your top ten. He'd be in my saying. top ten. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Call in, give us your Mount Rushmore. Uh, and then also, look, we have Ruben Frank in the building here at Beautiful Parks Casino. It's a great chance to pick his brain. You get a chance to ask me Eagles questions every week. We got an actual Eagles, Eagles expert right here yeah, to don't ask sell questions short. on. All right, now, before you say don't sell yourself short, will I be able to figure out how to pull a call up? Because I'm not normally in the driver's seat. I think you got this. I think I can do it? All right, well, look, we are going to start where we do, honestly, most, most Saturdays with Tom from Vancouver. We're going to pull him up. He has a question for Rube. Will I be able to do it right there? Tom, you're on with uh, you're on with Elliot and Rube. How's it going, man? You've done it. You've done it, Elliot. I've done it. I'm happy I was able to have you be the first person to call so that I could, you know, I, we're, we're friends at this point, so I can be a little more, uh, you know, nervous in doing it. But I think I pulled it off. Well, you know what I find particularly funny is the, I think the la- I was either the last time, because it is, what, the third time you've done uh, a show with Rube? Yeah, is I it? think so. Yeah. Well, I never here, was, but in I, the studio, yeah. Yeah, I, think I mean, was, we sit I next think to each other in the Novacare, so I feel like we do. We yeah. do a show every day. Yes, walking like, to practice. Yeah, yeah. we just did. So Dave Zangaro, we're good to go. Yeah. Anyway, what do you yeah, got, so the, Tom? So there was, yeah, there was a minor technical issue last time, and and uh, I sort of laughed at it. Roops had your back, Elliot, and I yes. thought that that was impressive. Yes, yes. So there, there we go. The I, Roops, before I say anything, I just I, I want to mention, what did you think about? Uh, what did you think about? I know you've been thinking about the four hundred meter, right, and the track team. Okay. What, what a perfect too. first question for Rube, by the way. Yeah. yeah Somewhere yeah, Dave Zingar's exactly. cringing. So, yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering why you wouldn't have mentioned John Hightower. John hmm. Hightower. Oh, for the the track, the top ten track guys. It was yeah. It was that uh, I think it was the 400 meter thing. Oh, oh. yeah. Just did Hightower run track in high school? I mean, he, he did. He was, yeah. he was fourth nationally with yeah. the NG, uh, NJCAA in the 400 meter hurdle. Oh, JUCO. Yeah, remember, remember he had that uh, on social media. He was how, how fast did he run? I'm, I'll, I'll put him on there. I'll put him on. He can anchor if he if he ran a forty six. <laughs> better better chance of scoring a touchdown for the Eagles this year. John Hightower, Devin Allen. Hightower, think so? Yeah. All right. All right, Hightower so, got off to that great start. He caught. Yeah. Uh, he had a fifty yard catch in his first two games. Well, and he also in the two practices we got to watch this year. I remember specifically Kelsey kept yelling at the defense, "Don't forget about Hightower!" Like propping him up, and then he did actually catch like a forty-five yard touchdown. So who knows? Maybe he'll be the guy that surprises. All right, Tom, what's your uh, football question? I guess for Rube. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a football question. Then I'll give you my uh, my top four. 
So my football question is with Jalen Rager. What do you think his chances are of starting, uh, barring injuries at Zero. some point this season? Zero. Interesting. Okay. Because he's one of those guys that every year it seems to be, I don't like him, but every year it seems to be, oh, he looks great on the field now, and he's done so much. He's, he's bulked I, I never said well, that. Well, I don't think he's ever looked no, great. Let me, I, let me ask you guys this. Would you consider the third wide receiver a starter? Yeah. Well, so I, then I would say there's not – look, I put it at 10%. But if, if, if you're saying he only has to beat out Quez – I mean, he's not going to ever start over A.J. or Devontae, obviously. He's not no going to start how, over Quez either. I don't think he will, but, I mean, look, Quez is not a proven commodity. I but like Quez. Even like, Nick, when Nick talks about the receivers, he talks about oh, I know, A.J., yeah. Devontae, and Quez. Yeah, he, he also he's barely on. ever brings up Rager. They've I agree. moved on. You're right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that one. Okay. All right, Tom, any other, anything else for Rube? Or? Okay, yeah. My, nope, nope. I got you my, uh, my top four. Oh, yes. Uh, Benaric, uh, White, Dawkins, and uh, Von Buren. And my mm. point there, Elliot, is, you know, I don't think – I've thought about this a lot with these sort of lists. I don't think you can compare between generations. I just don't think it's fair. I think you have to compare yeah. with it. Like, Will, Will Chamberlain, he wouldn't be able to make it now either, potentially. You know? Not, yeah, it's not tough. In a, Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what makes the list so interesting. And, Tom, look, I appreciate you being the first caller and bearing with me as I, I got you up there. Appreciate you again for calling in. Sorry, right, yeah, we're going to get a lot of top fours. And I think that's really – Tom just kind of said it. What makes the Mount Rushmore so interesting is everybody can kind of do it their own way. Like, I have a GM and a head coach on mine. You have guys that haven't played for, like, 100 years. Like, everyone, you know, everyone does it their own way. So, everybody uh, call in. We want to go over the Mount, Mush- Mount Rushmore with you guys. But also, I want to get into this at uh, the next segment. Me and you were talking before the show about Jalen Hurts, what his future looks like, what his expectations for this year can be. And I, we actually disagreed on this, so I'm excited to pick your brain and kind of see where you're coming with. 215-592-9494. Call in. Give us your Mount Rushmore. This is Go Birds Radio. But, look, if you listen to the show every Saturday, you know what, you know what it is. You know where we're at. And is today your lucky day? You bet, because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in the digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's easy to sign up, fun to use, and faster to win than ever before. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also use the app for special odds, boosts, and player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. Download on the App Store, Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. All new BetParks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The BetParks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbooks and casino all in one amazing app, plus live in-game betting lets you bet while you watch the game. It is Go Birds Radio. Elliot Shore Parks here with you at the beautiful Parks Casino out in Ben Salem. Ruben Frank with me. Even though it's off-season, we're always talking to Eagles. And it's off-season, so we're doing an off-season topic, which is, of course, Mount Rushmore. we got a lot of people calling in wanting to give us their Mount Rushmore, 215-592-9494. Rube, give us your four one more time. Derek Barnett. <laughs> Derek Barnett. Gardner well, that, Minshew. That would be Nick Sirianni, right? I mean, that'd be in his top four. Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yes, yes. Uh, no, I, you know, I'm going Van Buren, Bednarik, Reggie White, and Kelsey. All right, all right. Kelsey by a, a photo finish over Dog. Do you think Kelsey will ever pass? Do- I guess he has in your book, but like, how far do you think he is from passing Dawkins on like the all-time Eagles list? Like, how how close is it? 
I think he's right there. I mean, it's yeah. so hard to compare, and I hate doing it because, I mean, Doc is, uh, you know, he's one of my favorites of all time. He's a great guy. He's a great ambassador to the, to the city and the team, and his passion for this city is unparalleled. But, I mean, then you look at Kelsey yeah. and what he's done. I don't know how you compare for that last spot. I, You know, I went down to the – I think the parade was the tiebreaker. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, Doc ultimately – what was he, second year Hall of Famer? Third year? I think he, I think he got into the second Second time, year, I yeah. think. So it'll be interesting to see how, what, what happens with Kelsey. But I think pretty clearly the two most popular Eagles, uh, you know, of, of our generation. The interesting thing with Kelsey, like Doc, like Doc didn't make a Pro Bowl until his fourth year. But then 2000, 2001, I mean, pretty quickly he became an icon. It took Kelsey a little longer. Yeah, well, he had a stretch there. I mean, I don't, even, I don't know if it was two years, but it was at least one year. No, everyone where, wanted to cut him. Yeah, everyone wanted to cut him. He's talked about this frequently. Yeah. Like Stoutland was one of the only people that believed in him. And what I think is interesting when comparing the two is when you talked about Dawkins, and obviously on the field he's clearly a Hall of Fame player, so you could start with that. But you started with, you know, the ambassador of the game, what the city means to him, what he means to the city. Like, you could really do all that stuff for Kelsey as well. Absolutely. They're really similar that way. All right, so let's get some uh, calls in here. We're you, talking. You got the cursor? You good with this? I'm trying. I, was, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you've exposed me, hopefully I do it well. So we're going to keep going with the Mount Rushmore. Let's go to a. Uh, let's go to Ian in Woodbury, Woodbury, New Jersey. Ian, you're on Go Birds Radio with Elliot and Rube. What's going on, man? Hey, Elliot. Hey, Rube. How are you guys? Good. So, How you Ian, doing? My old, my good. old uh, stomping ground, Gloucester County Times. That's where I, it's where yeah, it all began. Yeah, my uh, my parents both went to Woodbury High School, grew up around the corner from each other. The they thundering got divorced, herd. But, but that, that's just how it is. Um, but I got a couple questions, Eagles points. I'll give you my Mount Rushmore off the start. Um, yeah. So Reggie, obviously. Chuck, absolute legend, two-way player. That just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I'm throwing Nick Foles up there just because he, built, he beat the uh, – well, helped beat you know, the greatest, well, greatest honestly, player of all time. Not single-handedly, but you're not wrong when you say he beat him. I mean, he outplayed Tom Brady in that game. And he, he caught did. a touchdown. So and he caught a touchdown. about that. Yeah. And number four is Jeffrey Lurie. Um, there it is. You know, there I, it is. Rube, Rube was around when uh, they had a previous owner there. I heard some bad things uh, <laughs> about how he, you know, ran the team. It's kind of absent. But I think Jeffrey really pulled everybody up um, from, from the mud in terms of ownership and, and brought in um, – you know all the all the people we talked about now: Andy, Howie, Doug, and then obviously current state of the Eagles. So Joe Banner. That would be no, that's a four. that's a great one. I, I'll tell you what, I, I I think that's deserved. I really do. He's been an incredible owner. He's owned the team over ten years more than anyone else ever has. Yeah, and look, I know again people made fun of me when I didn't have, when I didn't have any Eagles prior to the year two thousand or whatever, but. Like, Jeffrey Lurie did come in and completely change his franchise for the better. Like, he turned them into what the Eagles are. There's a reason every year the schedule comes out, the Eagles have five, six, seven primetime games. There's a reason they're competitive every year. There's a reason in free agency they always go out and bring these players in. Like, it's Jeffrey Lurie. And so if you're going to include people like that, I didn't think including an owner was fair because he kind of has his finger in you know, every single decision. But if you were, then, yeah, I think he absolutely belongs on it. Would you agree? Well, you just said we all make our own rules. True, but this is my yeah. rule. I know, but yeah. this is Ian's rule. It's his list. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think no, I, I, I like it. I think that's that's a, it's a valid pick, and I, you know, I, I think that he's done everything he can do since he bought the team to support his personnel guys and his coaches as far as spending money, uh, facilities. I mean, he's spared no expenses, and uh, he's built a team with a great culture and great facilities and, and good people. All his head coaches have been good hires. Even Chip was a good hire. 
yeah. he just the whole GM thing was was his undoing. But no, they've all been good coaches. They've all been coach of the year except Doug. Well, who and, won a Super Bowl. And also, the Eagles are not very often down for long. Like you look at the 2020 season, they won the four games. Like they bounce right back. They do it time and time again. And I. Look, Howie's a part of that. The players are a part of that. But I think Lurie, ultimately, like, under his leadership, that's why they don't stay down for long. They're always good. I mean, 97, 98, 99 was the only extended bad period. But that was also Andy's first year in 99. Right. And you could see that things they were there on right, the right track. So, uh, yeah, good one, Ian. Yeah. Um, Ruben, I got a question for you. I know you've seen a lot of Eagles, but. Uh, what's the most memorable game that you've covered outside of Super Bowl 52 and all the, you know, the classic miracles that have happened? I want sort of an obscure story. That's a great question, Ian. Thanks so, call- thanks so much for calling in, man. Rube? I think the most unforgettable game was the comeback against the Giants uh, up in 2010. So he said no miracles, which I think is kind of unfair when asking this question. Oh, but, so we're, we're not allowing a miracle at the Meadowlands? No, he said, like, obscure kind of random game. I, I'm going to allow the miracle. I mean, I think that's obviously an unbelievable game. How would you compare that game to the Snowball? Because for me, I get asked this question a lot, and I, I think the obvious answer sometimes is the Super Bowl for obvious reasons. But I think the Snowball was also up there with just, like, an all-time game to cover, to be there, how quickly it started snowing, like, the, vi- the visuals of it. Riley I mean, I Cooper, big, big catch in the yes. snow. Probably not on anyone's Mount Rushmore, Riley Cooper, Riley? I would say. Well, yeah. He's yeah. close. But so who, what would be like an obscure Eagles game you remember covering? Well, I mean, if, if it was memorable, I don't know how obscure it was, but like that 89 game when, when they came back uh, and beat, beat Washington at RFK, they were down, what are they, down 17 points early in the fourth quarter. It was a game, uh, uh, the running back, Gerald Riggs, had 221 yards and then fumbled it with like 50 seconds left. And uh, Al Harris recovered, not that Al Harris, the other Al Harris from yeah. the Bears, handed it off to Wes Hopkins, who ran down to the three-yard line. Randall threw a touchdown in the final seconds to Keith Jackson to win it 42-37. That was unforgettable. Yeah, it definitely counts as obscure, too, because I have no idea what game Well, you weren't even about. born. Yeah, I wasn't so. even born, exactly. So, all right, let's go back to the lines. Marcus and Hamilton, uh, what's going on, man? You're on Go Birds Radio. Hey, how you guys doing today? What's going on, Rube? What's going on, Elliot? What's up, Marcus? Nothing much, nothing much. Uh, I did want to start by saying that I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, sure, for sure. And then I also want to say, Elliot, I know you're getting married. Uh, I'm yes. I'm in July, correct? Yeah, July 9th, actually, two weeks from today. If she wow. doesn't change her mind. There's still a couple good weeks to go here. After she hears my Mount, my Mount Rushmore, she might be out. But <laughs> well, I, I want to say congratulations. It. I'm actually getting married in July as well, July 18th. Awesome. Um, so th- this July, like, you know. Yeah, this July. Awesome, man. Congrats. Yeah, so, and I, and so I, I bring that up because we just got back from our, my bachelor trip. Um, right. And I want to say it was a joint trip between the bachelor and bachelorette. So, yeah, so, so Rube, this is something I've discussed before. I think there should be more joint bachelor and bachelorette parties, especially, you know, at this age, at 34. I don't know how, how old you are, Marcus, but I feel like at this point, like, it's a big group vacation. Like, it seems like the yeah. go-to move at no, this I, point. I totally agree. All I right, think, Marcus, yeah. I'm going to tell uh, my fiancé that you were in on that idea. Not only that, I think Marcus and his fiancé should come on a trip with you. It's a great point, actually. Just oh, everyone sure. that's I getting married in July <laughs> goes on the same bachelor party, bachelor, bachelorette. I like it. I might yeah. stop by, too. You're always invited, Rube. All right, Marcus, yeah, what's your uh, Mount Rushmore? So my Mount Rushmore, I would have to say, of course, Andy Reid. Um, yes. I, I don't think anybody would argue that he's one of the greatest, you know, coaching minds 
that we've seen in Philly, and I would even argue in the NFL. Um, yeah. I'd also put up there Brian Dawkins. He's <laughs> Weapon X. He was he, he was a dog when he played. Um, yeah. I'm only 26, so I'm relatively young. Uh, so I haven't been around to see, you know, the Reggie Whites, the, you know, Randall Cunningham. I, I wasn't around to see that. So I'd have to follow that up with, you know, I would put Nick Foles. I mean, he, he took it on home and, you know, secured the, the ring, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to finish off, I mean, I don't think we talk about this man enough, but Deshaun Jackson, he, mm. I, I mean, he was one of the most explosive wide receivers that we've seen in Philly, you know, in a, in a long time. I mean, it might be close with, with T.O. I think T.O. was really dynamic, but, I mean, you know, Deshaun was, like, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, and look, you say most explosive Eagles receiver we've seen. He's one of the most explosive receivers in NFL history. And, Marcus, thanks so much for uh, calling in, man, and uh, good luck with the wedding uh, next month. We'll be uh, celebrating together. D- Deshaun's interesting. When, when his fiance hears Deshaun on his list, she might – yeah, the uh, wedding might be off. I don't even know if he's in the top ten, but I think when you talk Eagles receivers, I mean he'd be in the top twenty. Eagles receivers? No, top twenty. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's probably not in the top ten. But, you think? You think he has a Hall of Fame case? You know, I may. You can make the case just because he's got more fifty-yard uh, touchdowns than anybody who's ever played the game. So he's the most explosive big play guy in history. So you can make the case. Um, he won't get in. He not nah. enough. You know, not. He he, he had. You know, gaps in his career where uh, I mean, he had some injuries. He had years where he wasn't that productive. But when you look at the, when you look at the totals, I mean, he's up there. Yeah, and I think when you're the arguably the best ever in the league at something, like yeah. that matters. I you agree. Know, I, I, like career accolades aside, he's arguably the best deep threat ever in ever. the history of NFL. I would vote for him. Has to be considered. Um, every time, every time he got his hands on the ball, it could be a 50-yard touchdown. Yeah. I would vote for Deshaun Jackson for the Hall of Fame, but I don't think he'll get in. A lot of people have brought up Foles, both some of the callers today, uh, online as well. Foles is such an interesting case because, obviously, he's, he's even only in the discussion because of the Super Bowl. But then he has, like, the, the 27-2 and two season, the seven-touchdown game. Like, when you're talking about Eagles quarterbacks, I think we, we both agree McNabb is number one. Foles, even just from, like, a, an accomplishment standpoint, not from skills, but just accomplishment, like, there's not many more in Eagles history that are definitely above him. No, I mean he won four playoff games. Yeah, and Donovan's the only guy who's won more. Even though, I mean, his, he's got like the weirdest career in history. Yeah. What's he with his seventh team now? Yeah, he's with the Colts. Yep, I can't even keep track of. And I mean he's he's never won more than like six games in the season. I mean it's crazy, but yeah, what he did that day in Minneapolis. I mean it's nobody's ever done anything like that. I mean and you know and the touchdown catch you you, you got to add that to the mix, but to topple that dynasty and, and beat Belichick and I still think the best throw he made in that game was the one that Alshon turned into an interception. So I think it's the Corey Clement one, Corey Clement touchdown but you're right the Alshon one was ridiculous but the other thing with Foles too is it's just like. And the Ertz, the Ertz play on fourth down. Yeah. I, I, I very underrated play, play yeah. because he was under incredible pressure. Yep backpedaled yeah. he was backpedaling and he just kind of lobbed it over the defender and Ertz made a great play too but I mean some of the things in that game like can't happen they don't happen in real life. Well it's funny I actually they all happen. One of the first memories I have of like debating Eagles with you ironically <laughs> was the Marcus Mariota thing where I think you wanted to stick with Foles if I'm not mistaken and I was in on getting Mariota 
And honestly, I don't know if either would have worked out. But what's interesting with Foles is he really has never been, never been given a legitimate chance to be the guy in Philadelphia. Like, for all of the accolades he has and all that, there's never been, like, two years in a row, or never was, I should say, where it was like, all right, we're sticking with you no matter what. And it's one of the more interesting what-ifs. Like, what if somebody in Philly just committed to Foles? Like, if, if Doug just committed to him after the Super Bowl or, or if Chip just committed to him, like, what would he have been able to accomplish? Yeah, it's a good question, I, you know, but, I mean, he's been in the league. What year was he drafted? 12? This will be his 10th yeah, year, yep. and he's never, you know, he's had some incredible moments, but he's never been a successful, you know, long-term quarterback. I guess his only, the only year he was the opening day quarterback, I guess, was 14, right? Cause With tw- Philly or just in his career? Well, yeah, for here. I yeah. mean, and he was in Jacksonville that yep. one year. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it was just 14 was the only time, and then he got hurt. That was the year Sanchez played, but – um, yeah, he, he, it's just the weirdest career because he's bounced around. He's, I mean, it was his second time being here. He's, had, he's gotten huge contracts. He's gotten cut by, like, five teams. But, well, it's, it's also, but he's on, you know, two, two of the last three uh, Mount Rushmore's just because of what he did. Yeah, and I don't think it's that crazy. Like, if you said if there were, ten, really there were ten presidents, he's, he, he's probably on the list. It's also funny to look at what's coming out of Indianapolis. Obviously, Carson's no longer there. They have Matt Ryan and Nick Foles. How many articles and tweets and stuff you see about people being like, man, the quarterback room is just so different now. Like they have veteran leadership or you see practice reports and it's like the consistent, the consistent accuracy we're seeing in practice is just so different. It's got to kill Carson somewhat to see Foles in Indy now. And yet again, the comparisons are happening between the two. Yeah, I don't think anything really. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it bothers him because I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure he cares enough. You don't think it. he's checking my Twitter timeline? No, to, no, I don't think so. But you know, if you want a guy to throw left-handed over his head behind his back, you know, he's your guy. He's your guy. All right, let's go to Brian in Middleton. Uh, Brian, you're on Sports Radio 94 WIP with Elliot and Rube. What's going on, man? Hey, good. Happy uh, Saturday, guys. That's Middletown, as in Middletown, Delaware. But uh, oh, Elliot, Elliot and Ruben, I respect your work uh, tremendously. Thank uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you know the butt is coming. There you go. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Rube knew it was coming. I, I, and I look at the uh, the Mount Rushmore, sort of like how people say, you know, what is your top starting five in the NBA? I think it has to be based upon players that you've seen, like individuals you've seen actually at work. I, I'm 55 years old. I did not see Steve Van Buren. I don't remember Chuck Bednarik in terms of watching him. So I, mm. I can't have him on my Mount Rushmore. I got to go based upon the people I've seen. And with that, Ellie, I agree with you. I'm going to go with three of your four. The only change I'm going to make is I'm putting Reggie White ahead of uh, Howie Roseman. Uh, But beyond that, and and I do have, I don't understand the whole issue regarding Donovan McNabb. How you can have a quarterback who gets to five conference championship games and one Super Bowl, but he's, and, and, and Ruben, I know you've acknowledged that, that he probably doesn't get enough credit. And it's almost acknowledged that, well, if he had won one Super Bowl, he would be in the Hall of Fame. Probably but, would be. And, but, and here's the thing, though, Ruben, and uh, you talk about Troy Aikman and Eli Manning. Were they ever the top five in the league at quarterback? Three Super Even Bowls and two Super Bowls. For, for, what, for what it's worth, quarterbacks are judged by Super Bowls more than any other position, probably more in any sport judged by championships. Troy Aikman went three of them, and Eli won two of them. So, yeah, I know. And, I mean, really, Eli's was, not in, and I'm still not convinced he will get in. But to me, Troy – I mean, Donovan had better regular season stats than Troy Aikman. He just well, did. But exactly. Troy's, got, my, Troy's got three. He got three rings. Ruben, I have another question. Yeah. It sounds like a Philip Rivers – may get in when it's time. And I'm thinking 
There's no he had no real playoff success. Yeah. And I think to me, if Philip Rivers gets into the Hall of Fame, uh, and Donovan McNabb is still on the outside looking in, uh, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it's yeah. almost. Now look, Brian. Fight. Brian, sorry, we're up against it, but thanks right, no so problem. much. Take thanks care, so much guys. for calling him, man. Yeah, I think Philip Rivers is an interesting case because to me, he's such a classic example of like why the Hall of Fame loses its luster a little what a little bit. He's just going to get in because he accumulated a bunch of stats over a long stretch of time. Like, there's nothing special about Philip Rivers' career. I think Matt Ryan is somewhat in that category. He did have that one special year. I think it was in 2016. But yeah, Donovan, what he did, I, I think Donovan does have a uh, Super Bowl case. But we're going to keep getting into this, talking about. Our Mount Rush. Philip Rivers, nine Pro Bowls. Donovan, five. Okay. Playoff wins? Five. All right. Uh, Rivers has five. Donovan had nine. Nine. All right. So almost twice as many. So we can keep going with this on the other side. Uh, call in. Give us your Mount Rushmore. 215-592-9494. I'm Elliot here with the legendary Rube. This is oh, Sports Radio up. 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Elliot Shore Parks, Ruben Frank. Go Birds Radio, talking a little Mount Rushmore. I want to get into Jalen Hurts uh, in a little bit. Quick question before we go back to the phones, 215-592-9494. Some current Eagles, like Kelsey, you said, is, is on yours. Uh, or If not, he was right there with it. Guys like Fletcher Cox, Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham, Lane. Hurts isn't here anymore. Sorry, you're right. Just, My bad. Just I was, in case you I was thinking heard. about Super Bowl. I was thinking about the Super Bowl team. You're right. Uh, Lane. Yeah. Like, how close are those type of guys to potentially getting in the conversation? Because Fletcher, you could argue, has had a better career than Kelsey in a lot of ways. Yeah, no all pros, right? He's never been an all pro. To me, that's huge. He's never been the best at his position. He's been a great player, six Pro Bowls. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Lane um, it's really, really good. One of the best right tackles in the league. But to get in this conversation, you have to be an all-timer to yeah. me. Yeah, and Lane's missed a lot of games. Missed some games. Uh, had some injuries here and there. But, but a great player. I think Mulata... Uh, you know, he's still young. I mean, he's still, you know, a kid. So he's a guy who I wouldn't – would any of us be surprised if he's like an all-pro for the next five years? No. I think when you talk about, like, ceilings, we talk about this so much with Jalen, like what his ceiling is. Yeah. Just players on the roster that have the highest ceiling, like, my lot is probably number one. Like, yeah. A.J. Brown is here now, and his ceiling is very high with what he's accomplished. But my lot from where he's gone to where to where he was to where he is now, like, he could end up being one of the best tackles of his generation. I agree. You and he never played that. football until 21 months ago. And, yeah. And we talk about him like he's a potential Hall of Famer. It's, it's crazy. It's really one of the crazier stories. And Stoutland deserves so much credit for turning him into what he is. And the kid does, too, for yeah. for where he is. But uh, I think him and, and uh, you know, Devontae, maybe. I'm not sure Devontae will ever be a, you know, superstar. I don't think Devontae will ever be top five in the league at his position. Yeah, and I, mean, I think Mylotta will be able to make that argument. Fletcher has made that argument. Yeah. Lane has made that argument. I would be surprised if Devontae got there. Goddard? I think he's already top five tight end. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's up there as well. All right, let's go back to the lines. We're talking Mount Rushmore. Who would you put on your Eagles Mount Rushmore? Let's go to Trey in Wisconsin. Trey, what's going on, man? You're on Go Birds Radio. What's going on, boss? How you boys doing today? What up, Trey? How you doing? Doing good. I'm watching the boys on Amazon Prime, just kicking it today. It's raining in Wisconsin. I will tell you something about Wisconsin. There is kind of a little bit of a people in Wisconsin and Green Bay. You know, we do think we own Reggie White for that's some reason. Saying. I don't know what yeah. that's about. Look, if you if you Google Reggie White, and not this is the end all be all argument, 
But if you Google Reggie White, most of the pictures are him in a Packers uniform. When you see pictures yep. of him on NFL things or Pro Football Focus was ranking the best defenders, they had him in a Packers uniform. It's like, irrele- that's irrelevant. But it matters, because, but I think no, it it matters when matter. you're talking about how a player is viewed nationally. Like more, pe- I don't want to say more, but, but I think you, a large portion are Packers. About, we're, we're talking, talking about, about our own members more. I know, but I'm saying, we're doesn't it matter to nationally. you? How many, how many other teams would you say would have someone on their Mount Rushmore where other people think of him as another team? Like, well, I mean, would team? Tom Brady would? Oh, he's not. Well, Tom on the, Brady's clearly he's not on page. the Patriots Mount Rushmore because he's a Buccaneer. But he's not if a Buccaneer. you Google him, you probably get more photos no, than a Buccaneers jersey. It's different. He's clearly a Patriot. I got an analogy about Jalen Hurts. Really quick, Rube. Yeah. As much as I hate the Giants, I mean Eli. I mean, you get when you got two of the top ten Super Bowl plays of all time. I mean, that's a recipe for a gold jacket, my man. Yeah. Look, I think Eli belongs in the Hall of Fame. I do. Uh, I, average, I average player. But he won two Super Bowls, and the, and I also think when you talk about Foles, how special his Super Bowl is the fact that he beat Brady when Brady was playing well. Like Eli did it twice. Like I think that has to matter. And he's going to have all the stats, or a lot of the stats that guys like Philip Rivers and Matt Ryan have as well. Yeah, I never, but I never said Nick Foles was a Hall of Famer. No, I know, <laughs> but that will be my my Eli argument. No, I, I just. Well, oh, what sorry, was his sorry, career Rick. record? I mean, he was a 500 quarterback, and you look at the two Super Bowls. He didn't even play that well in the first one. He threw, yeah, he I, I, I still think I still think passes. he's in. All right, so Trey, give us give us your Mount Rushmore. So, okay, so my Mount Rushmore. Just he, a he was I got a in his career. He had a losing record. Eli. So, Eli. Losing well, record, Elliot. It's pretty bad. <laughs> He's a loser. It's pretty bad. You can't put him in the Hall of Fame with a losing record. Two Super Bowls matters a lot, though. Yeah, it matters. So, uh, I'm a musician. I'm just gonna say a lot of you know a lot of bands' first albums a little bit raw. Usually their second album they come into their own. Well, Jalen Hurts, his second album is gonna have 17 songs on it, a lot of hits. Wow. And some bonus tracks, okay? Right. You know what I'm tracks. talking about. Maybe some demos. Uh, <laughs> my Mount Rushmore, okay? No one's mentioned this guy. First off, you got to have somebody from each generation. Let's be honest. Chuck, you got to put Chuck in there, obviously. OG, uh, right? Jason Kelsey, the speech, amazing. Probably the best center to do it. Uh, also, Brian Dawkins, can't forget him. But somebody we're not talking about, Harold Carmichael, baby. Have a good weekend, guys. My man, Trey, good to talk to you. Appreciate you calling in. I mean, look, you brought up Harold a little earlier. Like, I guess he would be on your 10-president Mount Rushmore, but how close is he to cracking your four? You know, it, it had a great career. I think guys like him and Tommy McDonald, you know, great receivers. When Harold retired, I think he was, like, fifth in the league in history in, in yeah. yards. Uh, but he's just he's not there to me. He's yeah. just, uh, to me, it's, it's for the elite of the league. And, like, people are putting these rules, well, if I didn't see him, he's not there. We're talking about the greatest in history. So we have the luxury of following a franchise that's been in the same city with the same name since 1933. And we should appreciate that history. We're just throwing out but, 50 years of history because, oh, I didn't see it. You can watch, you can watch any of these guys. on. You, go to YouTube and, and Google Chuck Bednarik. You'll get highlights. Yeah. If, you, if you don't feel like you've seen enough of these guys, sounds like an exhilarating. So, to me, the but. top four, <laughs> the top four have to be the top four all time, not the top four in the last ten years or twenty years or since I started watching. Top four ever. Well, but let me ask you this: Can you tell the history of the Eagles without talking about Chuck Bednarik? No. 
I, I think you can. Like, if you if you had five minutes to sit down with someone who'd never heard of the Eagles, he and you said, if someone who'd never heard of the Eagles. In the 1960 NFL championship game in West okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. If, if, if you had someone sit across from you, they knew nothing about the Eagles, and you said, tell I, me about I, the I'm, Eagles. I'm in that situation yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, all, that's all James feels every Saturday. Well done by you. <laughs> But I don't think you start with Chuck. You start with like the Super Bowl. You no, talk about Andy no, no. Donovan. You like start with the, I, I don't think you start, you start with, with them, forty-seven man. to forty-nine, three straight championship game appearances, two straight shutout wins in championship games, and then you move on to nineteen sixty. And then there's like you know a long gap, and you have some good years with Vermeil, and then and then Andy. Yeah, and but the Doug. franchise turned like. I look, and they're the whole franchise, so you have to take into consideration. But let's also be real, like the Super Bowl era matters more when you're talking about no it doesn't yeah it's more competitive like why doesn't it though because i mean every year is its own entity every year is as important as every other year just because the ratings are higher no it's not the ratings don't you think the league is more competitive and harder to win in today i mean there's first of all there's 32 teams no i mean but maths i mean maybe you could say that with math but i mean the, the league was incredibly competitive in the 40s and the 60s you're yeah, just, you're not going to convince me on this one. No, you're yeah, all right. No, let's, it's let's fine. talk to Dave then. All right, let's get we'll get yo. It seems like he's going to be on your side. Dave, we'll go to real quick. Dave in uh, Hamilton, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Ruben? How's things down in Atlanta County? Uh, not bad. I, you and I sort of know each other. I coached Bill Collins, he's my best friend, and I saw you run in the Penn Relays. Oh wow! And, and Elliot should be ashamed. My condolences. Of you ran in the Penn Relays. I did. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess that's why you like track so much. It's all making sense now. Elliot. So, Dave, I should be ashamed of myself. Tell me why. Right. You have one of the best resources for the information you need right at hand. I know. I read, uh, I read Ray Dittinger, well, along with Ruben. I read Ray Dittinger's encyclopedia during the COVID. Yeah. Right. You should read that and see what Steve, talk about Steve Van Buren and Chuck Veterinary. There's a wealth of information in there. And I think if we do Mount Rushmore, you almost have to read that book before you can uh, even talk about the history. So who would be on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't really, I don't really, I haven't composed one, but Van Buren would be there. All right. Uh, and Bed and Eric would be there. Reggie Miller, of course. Reggie White, yeah. Reggie, I mean, Reggie yeah, Miller, Reggie White. Right, and I guess I'd have to put Kelsey in there, too. Kelsey, all right. There well, Dave, go. look, I appreciate That's it. That's my list. It's Dave, always, Dave wins. It's always a good day when someone tells me I should be embarrassed of myself. You know, it's a, it's a good way to, to spend Saturday. All right, we're going to keep getting into this. This is Sports Radio 94 WIP. Elliot Shore Parks along with Ruben Frank. Look, I asked you guys this earlier. I ask you again: Is today your lucky day? You bet it is, because the oh, new yeah. Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. It's easy to sign up. It's fun to use. It's faster to win than ever before when you use the app. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also the app for special odds, boosts, player specials on all your favorite sports. Join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You can bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. You just download the app on the App Store, the Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. And the all-new Bet Parks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. That's a good way to get going. So the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app, where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app plus live in-game betting let's bet while you watch the game sports radio 94 wip this is go birds radio at the beautiful parks casino out here in ben salem elliot shore parks james seltzer out today unfortunately up in i believe either maine or, or vermont um celebrating a wedding but 
we got Rube here. And that's all that matters. So we've been talking a lot about Mount Rushmore today. Who would you basically put as your four people on the Eagles Mount Rushmore? Got a lot of different answers. I'm pretty firm in what I believe mine and mine is, which is Andy Donovan, Brian Dawkins, and Howie Roseman. Yours has, you know, all types of people on it. But it has the best players in Eagles history on it. That's a simple way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I, I, thought, I, I thought take, that might be a yeah, really novel way to do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I should have taken that advice when, uh, <laughs> when, when putting mine together. I want to keep getting into that. Call in if you want to talk about yours, 215-592-9494. But before the show and then during the break, we were talking, as one does when talking about the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, of course, comes up. It's hard to talk about him uh, in today's Eagles without him coming up in the first few minutes. And you were telling me about something uh, you wrote recently that I thought was an interesting kind of new perspective on this because so many people focus on this year as Jalen's, like, make-or-break year. You actually think that maybe he's going to be here for a little longer than people expect. Yeah, and, and you start thinking about, like, where he was last year as a 23-year-old in his first season, and you expect improvement with A.J. Brown. They, they've obviously upgraded the weapons around him. He's in, in the same offense a second year for the first time in his life since high school at least. Yeah. And with his work ethic, like what are the odds he regresses? I don't see any way he's going to get worse. So even if he just gets somewhat better, now you got to find – are you going to go out and find a guy that's better than him and, and where are you going to find him? You're, you're not going to get – you know, the, the top two guys are going to be gone. I mean, even Howie's wizardry is not going to get you – you know, the top yeah, I agree. The Eagles will not be able to acquire either of the top two quarterbacks in the draft. So, so if, you know, let's say Jalen, say if you're not sold on Jalen after this year, how are you going to get somebody better? Are you going to get, you know, a, a, a veteran? They've never done that. They've mm-hmm. never, you know, they, they want a young quarterback. And your odds of drafting one outside the, the top of the first round, are, they're just not very good. And obviously, Hurst is trying to buck that trend. But I just don't see how they're going to find someone better than him if he improves even a little bit. Yeah. And I think just having A.J. Brown over over Rager, if he gets 10% better, now he's a 64% quarterback. If he gets he had 26 touchdowns this year, if he gets 10% better, he has 30. So you're going to really find a guy that's better than, than Jalen Hurts? I don't know where. So I, I agree with you, and I do think you brought up A.J. Brown. And I think, like, one thing that's not discussed enough is the – Poor play from the receivers last year and really the inexperienced play from the receivers last year did impact Jalen in terms of just the passing game. And Jalen's the quarterback. Nick Sirianni's the head coach. They're going to get the majority of the blame and the praise when the passing game works. So that's just a fact. So where I would disagree with you, though, is you said you don't see a world where he regresses. Yeah. I think that Jalen's work ethic matters. I think you look at his career. He has improved year after year. So if I were to bet, we're here at uh, Parks Casino, if I were to bet, I think Jalen's going to improve. But the Tampa game, to me, is concerning for this reason. There is now a full year of tape on Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni's offense, right? You saw in Tampa, and there was the sideline quote from the coach basically saying he doesn't know what he's looking at. Like, there is a world where defenses come out this year and know how to stop Jalen, and he does not have a counterpunch. Like, great players play in the NFL for a long time because you can't scheme them, you can't scheme around them, right? Like Jalen, the great quarterbacks, they've seen it all, they can read all the defenses, it's hard to beat them. Jalen at this point has not shown that he can pass the ball against any defense he faces. And frankly, he's not even really shown he can pass the ball at a a consistent level against any defense he faces. So while I think that Jalen's floor is actually pretty high, like we talk so much about his ceiling, I think his floor is like, you know, 18th quarterback in the NFL just because of 
what he can do on the ground. Even last year, there were stretches where he passed the ball well. I think he's incredibly smart with the football, and he doesn't turn it over a ton. But there's a world where defenses come out, they stack the box, they make him roll to his one side, and he's not able to do anything about it. And that's why I think this idea that they're just going to keep rolling ahead with, let's be honest, if he's the 18th best quarterback in the NFL or 16th or whatever, the Eagles are not going to roll ahead with mediocrity. Like we just talked about Jeffrey Lurie and how why they're so good every year and why they're always competitive. It's because they don't really just keep things rolling with mediocrity. Like if you have two full years of Jalen as your starter and he's unable to show he can lead a passing attack, you probably know more than anybody with how long you've covered the team. Jeffrey loves passing the ball. Like that's how he believes in winning. So while if Jalen doesn't take a step forward next year, you're right. Like Gardner Minshew is not an upgrade over him. A quarterback in you know the middle of the first round might not be an upgrade over him. I don't think I don't think they're just going to roll Jalen back and go. Well, at least we know he's 18th best quarterback in the league. I think at that point they would take a swing on somebody else, knowing that you could potentially miss and be worse than Jalen. But if after two years, Jalen's still not able to pass the ball consistently, they're not going to go into 2023 and be like, well, we'll run it 70% of the time. Well, I agree with all of that. But what I'm saying is that I think he'll he'll make you significant think he'll improve. And I don't see any reason he wouldn't. And I think all, everything you just said uh, very eloquently uh, is true. And if he does you know, stay the same, if he doesn't improve, then – you got to figure something out because he was not good enough last year in the passing game as a 23-year-old in yeah. his first year as a quarterback while taking the team to the to the postseason. Uh, he wasn't consistent enough, and he wasn't accurate enough, and he wasn't good enough. Um, but I, I really think when you look at the improvement he made, and you just said he's improved every year of his career. The improvement going back he made, to college too. Yeah, yeah. The improvement he made from from you know that those four starts under. Doug in, in, in 20 to last year was significant. Yeah. And even if he makes half that improvement over the coming season, then you have a guy who's not 18th, but maybe he's 12th to 14th as a 24-year-old in his second year. So uh, I think if they see that kind of progress that I really expect, and I'd be disappointed if he doesn't improve to that point, uh, I think if they see that progress, then he's the guy moving forward. But I would agree if if his numbers are the same, if the performance is the same, if he's unable to to, to react to how defenses are, are playing him and, uh, you know, he, he, he makes the same mistakes that he made this past season as far as, uh, you know, kind of being defendable, being easily yeah. defendable by good teams, then I couldn't agree more. They're going to have to find someone else. I don't expect that to happen. So I, I don't either. I think they'd be willing to take a step back in hopes of it being a step forward with Jalen, if, if, or with the team, I should say, if Jalen's not that guy. But what's also interesting about the Jalen discussion is I think an extremely fair and important criticism of him last year is the passing game was not consistent with him at quarterback. And again, the receivers are involved in that, the head coach is involved in that, sure. the offensive coordinator. But with him as the quarterback, and there's a reason if he has a great year, he'll be asking for $40 million a year. It's because when you're the quarterback, the passing game pretty much lives and dies with you. But his last season was still a, a massive success. Like, they won more games than they were supposed to. It was his first season as a starter, and they he took the team to the playoffs. I mean, Carson didn't do that his first year, full year as a starter. Did Donovan did, I believe, right? Because he started the second half, half of his He started a handful year. of games in 99, but 2000 was his first. I mean, Doug was the starter. For, right. I think Doug started like seven games. Yeah, but not many rookie quarterbacks come into a team that's supposed to win six and a half games, or that was their over-under, I should say, and they take them to playoffs. So it was a success, and I do think he'll take a step forward. 
But the step forward is going to be a hard one to take, and it is a big one because the Eagles are only going to commit to this guy if he, if he shows he can throw the ball. Like, that's it. They're, they're, they are not going to go forward with the run-first approach. I, I think Nick Sirianni, now that I've been around him for over a year, I actually do think he probably is more into running the ball than Jeffrey is. Like, I, I think he would probably be happy with, like, a 65, you know, 35 a oh, ratio. I don't think so. Oh, you don't? I think Nick wants to throw. I think he wants to chuck it. Really, he seems a little more conservative to me, both in, like, his challenges, his play calling. Now, again, he doesn't even call the plays anymore, so maybe that doesn't matter. But it's still his offense. Yeah. I, I think they're going to throw the ball. I think they're going to throw the ball ten times more per game. Well, maybe not ten, but six to eight times more per game than they did over the second half. Do you think Detroit. they'll keep throwing it even if it's not working out? Like last year they made a very clear decision to say, this is not working, we need to run the ball more. And it worked because it got into the playoffs. I think it helped Sirianni a, a ton going into this year, the fact that they were a playoff team. But do you think, like, at a certain point, they'll say, look, we have to throw the ball. For better or worse, like, we have to see if Jalen can do this. Yeah, I think they'll stick with it because they have better weapons. So, I mean, last year, one of the reasons they got away from it was, you know, they had Goddard and they had Devontae. But, you know, Quez was kind of finding himself. Rager played 736 snaps. It was terrible. Yeah. So it really handicapped what they could do offensively. So running the ball made sense based on what they had. You know, I think if you have, I mean, they've gone from a useless second receiver, which is really what he was. He was a second receiver to a pro bowler. Yeah, or Devontae so, as your two. Yeah, however you, however you want to line yeah. them up. But um, that's a huge difference. So I, I think when you have those kind of weapons, and there's not a lot of teams that can line up Devontae, A.J. Brown, Goddard, and Quez. And then, you know, the running backs, Gainwell is a good receiver. Boston Scott, Miles, who knows what, you know, what he's going to do in the receiving game. But they've got a lot of weapons. So I would think they would stick with it if it's not working for a quarter, a half, even a game. Uh, just knowing what kind of weapons they have. Yeah, I think if you remove that O line, if you remove the quarterback from the discussion and you just look on offense at receiver, tight end, running back, offensive line, there are not many teams in the NFL that field a better 10, 11, however you want to phrase it with the third receiver. There's not many in the NFL that field a better team than the Eagles from a skill possession. And most importantly, we, we started this talking about Andy and kind of what he's taught the franchise and lessons they continue to use. Their offensive line is once again going to be one of the best in the NFL, both talent perspective, the fact they have Stoutland. So, yeah, I think everything is there for Jalen to show he can take a step forward. And if he doesn't, I think they'd be willing to take a step back in 2023 to try somebody else as opposed to just roll with him again and know kind of what I you're I guess my into. question is where do you find that guy? So it's a tough question because things now change so quickly in the NFL. Like quarterbacks are being traded more than they used to. Now, I agree with you that they are not going to be able to get up and get one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. Because this year, even if Jalen is the same guy, or frankly, even if he's worse, they're going to win seven games. Like, the schedule is easy enough. There's too much talent yeah. on that team. And Jalen has shown his floor is relatively high. So you're talking about probably being, if not a playoff team, right there. And it's just, again, we found this out with Mariota when Chip tried to do it. You just really can't get from, like, 18 to 2 anymore. So they're going to have to look at the third or fourth best quarterback in the draft. Now, next year projects to be a good quarterback draft, and we're far away. Who knows how that will end up playing out. But if you draft a guy there, he's not starting as a rookie. Oh, he is. If they draft a, a quarterback in the first round in 2023, he will start. Maybe well, maybe in the first round, but I don't know if uh, other than 
you know, the top two guys. I don't know if there's a, a going to be a first-round quarterback. Yeah, and look, things will change, right? Like, nice. Right now, people point at, like, Bryce Young and uh, the quarterback Stroud, out of, Stroud out of I mean. Ohio State. Yeah, but things change so much. I mean, I, I think that a year from now, it'll look different, whether it's uh, the quarterback in Miami. I know Ja'Cory from Florida calls all the time and talks about him. Uh, he could be someone that comes into the conversation. So, yeah, look, it's a make-or-break year for Jalen. Uh, I don't think he'll be back in 2023 if he, if he doesn't improve. But we both seem like we expect him to improve. And I think, like, to, to you actually real quick before we get to the call to the uh, phones, what does improving look like? Like, is it, is it numerical in terms of his stats? Is it win-loss? Is it, like, for me, it's winning a playoff game. If they win a playoff game, I think he deserves to be back. Like, what does it look like for you? Yeah, to me, it's just consistency because, he, you know, he, there's been times he's played at a really high level, but then, you know, you don't see it for a while. And um, I, certainly a playoff game, it, to me, it's everything. I think it's a feel. It's it's yeah. not, you know, it'll be the stats. It'll be the turnovers, the total touchdowns, uh, the, the record, the playoff success. Like, if he plays really well in the playoffs and they lose 37-33, you know, he didn't win a playoff game, but played well. So you kind of take all that into account. I just feel like we'll know. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like when it's over, we will know. And the contract part of this is an interesting one yeah. as well with him having one more year and what quarterbacks are being paid. So you can't put it off another year. No. you got to decide. No, well, Jalen, I would think, and his agent, I, I, I'm sure, is going to want it taken care of next year. Like if Jalen's good enough and they make the playoffs and they win a playoff game or, if, like you said, they lose it 37-36 or whatever, Jalen's not going to want to start his fourth year as an impending free agent making a million dollars. Oh, and you can't do that. Not when Mitchell Trubisky is making like $14 million in Pittsburgh. Like, you can't do that. They're going to have to look for him to uh, to get a new deal. All right, let's uh, go back to the line. So we're talking Jalen now, Mount Rushmore. If you want to call and give us your who your Eagles Mount Rushmore would be. But let's go back to the lines. We'll go to Chris in Ocean City. Chris, what's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. It's always a treat to be able to talk to you on the weekend. Always, um, always a treat to see you on the board, my man. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, I've been thinking a lot about Jalen and just, just what I consider success for him. And yeah. uh, in, in thinking about a, a, a comparable player, I keep coming to, to Russell Wilson. I think just, just size, play style, um, it, it all kind of lines up. And in looking up Russ's stats, he didn't surpass 3,500 yards in the league until his fourth year. Mm. And um, so with that, I've been trying to identify uh, metrics that I – think Jalen can realize and what I think would be successful and I would just love to get your thoughts on these numbers you know over-unders yep. what have you so I see him at, at 28 and 8 touchdowns to interceptions with a 64 percent completion percentage and 3,800 yards passing with uh -huh. an additional six rushing touchdowns on the ground for uh, 600 yards so I, I think that that those aren't out of control with numbers with today's league but I think that that would show a, a marked increase that would be comfortable moving forward with so we'd, we'd love so to hear your thoughts on it's that. so funny you bring up those numbers because before the show we were talking about kind of what what it would look like and Carson Wentz last year with the Colts 27 touchdowns seven interceptions so like numbers that you pretty much just said if Jalen had them you'd feel really good about them and I don't think anyone would feel good about Carson uh, as the guy moving forward well besides like Reese I should say but no like, I, I think <laughs> 22 28 touchdowns. If he has 28 passing touchdowns this year, I think I'll feel really good about where he's at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he only has 16. Yeah, so it's, a, you know, not that's quite a, double. But that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, I like to look at total touchdowns because he had 10 rushing and 16. So, to me, it's 26 touchdowns because I don't care how he gets them as long as he gets them. So, I, I actually do care a, uh, little, of course you a, do. a little bit. Like, I, I'm not trying to diminish the rushing touchdowns because they matter. But ultimately, the, 
the best offense is like you need to be able to throw the ball consistently. You need to be able to score. Yeah. Look, now some of those were like one-yard uh, quarterback sneaks. I'm he, just, had, he had the third most 10-yard runs in the league last year. But he's not going to be the starting quarterback for this team for more than two years if he's not getting over 20, pat, like 20, 22, 23 passing touchdowns. Like you have to get it, that number higher. Like 16 is not going to. No, I, I agree. I mean, you'd like to see it higher, but I also think total touchdowns is really important. All right, fair enough. Chris, I mean, if it's if it's third and goal and he rolls out and runs in as opposed to throwing it to Goddard, who cares? I agree with that on a smaller scale, but I'm talking about if I project to be a guy over a four or five-year stretch that I'm giving $40 million to, I need to feel confident that he's going to be able to get this passing game moving up and down the field, and a result of that is going to be more passing touchdowns. Than no, that. I would agree with that. I, I think, But you, you look at all the numbers, and yeah. if, if, if he throws 19 touchdowns and runs for eight you know, and complete 66% of his passes, then, you know, you're yeah, okay with it. Fair enough. All right, Chris, you have a few questions, it says? Oh, yeah, yeah, Um So I would just uh, – one thing I'm thinking about with Mount Rushmore, do you think Doug's legacy in Philly is solidified or could it change if he has success in Jacksonville? Um, so that, that, that's one question. Then I would also – I'm much more concerned about the defense than the offense, um, I, and I would just love to, to have you guys talk me off the ledge. And then uh, I just wanted to give a quick show recommendation. Uh, the oh, old man, nice. the old man on FX with John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges. It is right. so fantastic. It's like a Grisham-esque born identity. Okay. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Awesome. Um, but well, again, Chris, Chris thanks thank so much for calling so much. in, man. Yep, really appreciate it. And look, I'm I'm just staying in for the next two weeks until my wedding. So I'm definitely looking for uh, TV show recommendations. The defensive question I thought was an interesting one. He said he's more concerned about the defense and the offense. I actually feel the exact opposite. Yeah, me too. I think the defense is going to be absolutely fine next year. I think they probably outplayed the offense last year, and they got better weapons. I mean, A.J. Brown's obviously a great addition, but you look at what the defense added with Jordan Davis, uh, Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury. I think Kaiser White is an underrated signing. N'Kobe um, Dean. N'Kobe Dean, yeah. Although I'm a little bit now on the train of, like, pump the brakes on expectations right away. Like, I think it's a great pick in the third round. Because he wasn't getting reps with the ones? Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> in June? Yeah. I, I'm big on practice reps. But, right. uh, no, I think as a third-round linebacker, it's it's tough for me to put him in the same impact as, you know, uh, Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury. Like, I think he'll come along a little that's, slower. That's fair. What do you think is uh, for the defense? Like, where are you at with it? Yeah, I think they're going to be pretty good. I mean, they, they've upgraded across the board. They've upgraded D-line. They've upgraded linebacker, obviously upgraded safety uh, and cornerback both. Yeah. So I, I think defensively they're going to be fine. Um, I'm, I, don't, I, I don't have any problems with Gannon. Uh, some of the criticisms crack me up because they're so off base. Uh, I couldn't he, agree more. He didn't have anything to work with last year. And, and you know, they were still a top-10 defense, which is crazy to have – they didn't have anybody who had a great season. I mean, Sweat had a good second half. Not a great second half. I mean, they didn't have Brandon Graham. Well, actually, I want to get into this uh, a lot more, but we're up against it. So we'll, we'll go to a break real Ellie quick. But just cut me off, Dave. I know. I'm sorry. I feel yeah, bad. Ask it's, me the question. I know. It's my rookie, my rookie driving skills right All here right. with the uh, show. But, look, call in. I won't cut you off. I'll only cut Rube off for, for the uh, rest of the show. 215-592-9494. Go Birds Radio and Sports Radio 94 WIP at the beautiful Parks Casino. And, look. Is today your lucky day? It's actually my lucky day because I'm with Rube, except when I cut him off. But you bet it's your lucky day because the new Bet Parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. It's the only casino and sportsbook app that I recommend. Why? Because it's easy to sign up, it's fun to use, and it's faster to win than ever before. You can check out at Bet Parks on Twitter and also use the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports. 
Come join me right now on the all-new Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You can bet all your favorite sports and play all your favorite casino games for real money. You just download the app on the App Store, the Google Play Store, or at BetParks.com. All-new Bet Parks app users can choose between a $20 casino bonus or a $20 free sports bet. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app where odds, bets, slots, and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket. Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app, plus live in-game betting. Let's, it lets you bet while you watch the game. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio here at the beautiful Parks Casino in Ben Salem. I'm Elliot Shore Parks here with Ruben Frank. And You're Ruben. nice to the callers. I, I, I'm so surprised because like, it's not like real life. Right. Well, I mean, it's not like nice you with you know people on Twitter, you know, just nice block, 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 block. No, you, you've you've uh, you've gotten better. But before the break, we were talking about uh, Jonathan Gannon, and I so rudely cut you off. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of being nice, but no, I 100 percent agree with you. The last caller uh, asked if you were more concerned about the offense or the defense. Yeah. I think the Gannon worry in this city is like completely out of control. And he's one of the best examples of how, like, in the city he's viewed one way and outside of the city. Right. I mean, he almost got a head coaching job this offseason. He was a top defensive coordinator candidate when the Eagles hired him. Like, what are people missing with him, you think, where in the city he's just not viewed as a, an asset to the team? I don't know. I, you know, I, I look at Jim Johnson, who's the best defensive mind I've ever been around, him and Bud Carson. And Jim's first year, you think about it, you've got to remember you're evaluating guy in his first season yeah. with new players, a new team. Which, by the way, gets brought up for Jalen and Nick all the time. All the time. And never gets brought up for Gannon. And it was, I mean, and it was Jalen's second year, first year in the saw. But Jim Johnson, who was a brilliant guy, he probably should be in the Hall of Fame. His first year, he had Dawk and Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor and Hugh Douglas and Trotter. I mean, they had a lot of talent. They ranked 24th in the league in defense because yeah. he was putting in a new system. And it took, I mean, they had Hall of Fame guys on that defense. They just weren't ready. It was the first year. By year two, they were one of the best in the league. So I don't know why Gannon doesn't get that same patience. I thought they did some good things. They held, what was it, I think more teams to 17 or fewer points than yeah. anybody in the league other than the Bills. I, I think one of the main reasons Gann Gannon doesn't get credit for what he did last year was people just push aside the games where they played bad offenses and the defense dominated. Like when they went up against some of these offenses, people are like, all right, well, you're supposed to dominate. Yeah. But they did. And like, it's easy to say, yeah, you're not supposed to give up, you know, whatever many points to a bad offense until the defense is doing it, right? Like, I've seen lots of defenses in this in my time covering the team where they go up against bad quarterbacks and they don't make them look like bad quarterbacks, right? Like, even Jim Schwartz had some of those sure. uh, days. Certainly Juan Castillo had some of those days. Although his defensive numbers, when you look at them, sometimes, like, aren't as bad. He had a top-10 defense. Yeah, first as his reputation makes him out to be. But I think people kind of gloss over the fact that this defense with not a lot of – talent or at least guys that didn't have career years most Sundays like 70% of the games they played the defense played good enough to win yeah and I think that that shouldn't just be glossed over now he has more talent this year and I think he's going to have to show when you go up against Dak Prescott when you go up against Aaron Rodgers when you they likely do play in a playoff game he's gonna have to beat good quarterbacks like that's the next step for him but I think last year, expecting him to like be great against Justin Herbert and all these quarterbacks they played. Pat think, Mahomes, Tom Brady. Pat Mahomes, Tom yeah. Brady, Pat, uh, Dak Prescott twice. Like, I think it's an unfair – and Brady twice. An unfair bar was set for him in terms of what people wanted to say. Yeah, and I don't get that. I don't know where that came from, uh, and I don't understand it. I, I think, obviously, they've got to do better. I think the two Cowboys games are really going to define this season. 
I, I yeah. really do. And and that's my hesitancy with, pick, with picking them to win the division. They need to show they can beat the Cowboys at some point. And they haven't done that. And yeah. to me, you know, they don't play the same caliber of quarterbacks this year that they played last year. So Rodgers and Prescott are really the two. And I think Prescott's an elite quarterback. I put him in that category. Yeah. I think they're the two guys. So, I don't know, that's, that's you know, you, you, you want to see improvement against those guys. You mentioned um, Jim Johnson. If we're going to put Andy on the Mount Rushmore, if Howie's on my Mount Rushmore, yeah. Jim Johnson's then in the discussion. Like, if you're doing non-players, Jim Johnson belongs in the Mount Rushmore discussion. No question about it. Yeah, so let's go back to the lines. We, we want to know your Mount Rushmore, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Matt and Warmister. Matt, you're on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Uh, good afternoon, man. What's up, uh, Matt? I got, I, I got different names for you for, your, for my Mount Rushmore. What do you got? I can't believe that nobody put Wilbert on there. True. Yeah, Wilbert I mean, Wilbert. Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know who. Yeah. Even, <laughs> Even I knew I, that one off the top, yeah. You know, I mean, and, he and has, you know, you, you know who else should, should be on there? The poor dude got the crap beat out of him every week is Ron Jaworski. Yeah, I mean, he's not up to that level. I'm a big fan of Jaws. He's a great guy. But, you know, you're talking about two guys. I mean, Wilbert had – Three really, really good years. A lot of injuries, you know. Uh, I mean, to me, you need a, a really long, and obviously had a great NFC Championship game in 80. Uh, but you yeah. need a, a really long, and, you know, Jaws, Jaws was okay, but, like, let's be honest. I mean, he was never a great quarterback here. Yeah, so, but the dude got crap beat out of him every week. Yeah, I mean, but, but, he's probably, but he's also probably, like, what, the fourth or fifth best quarterback? Did he, yeah. did he make one Pro Bowl as an Eagle in, in 80? Uh, you know, oh, you look at his... Maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm I'm of Polish descent and he's a Polish quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Well, look, everyone has their own reasons when uh, building yeah. the Mount Rushmore. Matt, thanks so and much I, for calling. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I got two more names for you. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. What do you got? Um, Andre Waters. I mean, he was he was a, he was a re, he played with gave it everything he had. Played with a lot of heart. Undrafted out of Cheney State. Yeah, and, and you know what? If, if the other not not other, a, not, but, not a not a Rushmore guy. When the other receivers are going across the middle of the field to catch the ball, he was they a big had to hitter. worry about losing their knee, knees when mm. Andre was going to take you out. 30 Waters was going to take you out. Yeah, and, and don't use that. He hated that nickname. But, oh, I'm uh, sorry. He, Andre was, uh, he is a wonderful was guy. He was a sweetheart, and uh, I miss him. Yeah. But, but not Mount Rushmore. Another guy that uh, on my list that was yeah. already mentioned is Harold Carmichael. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and Matt, thanks so much for the call, man. Sorry to cut you off there, but yeah, Harold. I mean, if you're doing a receiver, Mount Rushmore, he's definitely on there. Yeah, he'd be on there. Yeah. Who'd you put on your running back and receiver, Mount Rushmore? Receivers, you go um, Tommy McDonald, Mike Quick, Harold Carmichael, and Deshaun. Deshaun. All right. Who am I forgetting? Nah, T.O.'s not. He blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's putting yeah. T.O. He's on. off my list. T.O. played what? Played 17 games as an Eagle. So I think T.O. is in the same conversation when you talk about, like, where Michael Vick belongs in, like, the quarterback rankings. Because, like, Vick was here longer, but Vick was really only here for, you know, like a year and a half, two years in terms of, like, impact play. But, again, I mean, the last caller just brought up Jaws. Like, you could argue Vick maybe belongs ahead of Jaws on the all-time list, or, like, I think he's on the the same type discussion. I mean, Jaws did get to a a Super Bowl. But my running backs, I think it's pretty easy. It would be Shady, Westbrook, Van Buren, and, and Wilbert. Yeah, you think I'm? Try, I was gonna say you think Miles can get on there, but that's probably he might not be here. But probably a bit, who, who, a bit away. Who would the quarter? I guess the quarterbacks would be. I think right, you have to have Donovan and Foles. Donovan, not, I'm not saying Foles, it's two, but Jaws and um, 
probably, hmm, I don't know. You know, one of the great what-ifs, and for a lot of reasons. They haven't had great quarterbacks. If Carson doesn't tear his ACL, I think we're sitting here and saying he's on the Mount Rushmore. Who knows? I mean, the numbers he would have accumulated. You would think. They probably still win the Super Bowl. I don't know that. I think they do. Like, I think it's it's a bit of revisionist history sometimes. Like, who Carson is now was not who he was before that injury. That's fair. I just can't. I just can't picture it. So actually, I talked to uh, your your old buddy, your old uh, pal Mark Eckel, about this quite a bit, and he brings up a point I think is fair. Is like it's hard to imagine a quarterback playing better in the Super Bowl than Foles did. Like maybe Wentz would match it, but I don't think he could have played better. But yeah, look, Carson, I think was on his way to being on that Mount Rushmore then. Obviously, things change. All right, let's go back to the lines. Matt and Ridley, you're on Sports Radio 94 WFP. What's going on, Matt? ESP, always a pleasure, my man. My man, good to hear from you. How you doing? We're going to have a fun debate, but that's part of the game, Elliot. That's why I love it. And, Rube, uh, first time I've ever spoken to you, but love you guys on TV. Love what you're right. Thank it's, you, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I really value your opinion. You, you have a good uh, insight on a lot of things, and You've been around. No offense, you've been around a while. And you've seen a lot, so that's uh, a credit to you, you know, with your opinion. So I, I mean, look, it. Rube is definitely on the Mount Rushmore of Eagles beat right. I've, I've accumulated. Like, let's be real. I've never. Been, I've accumulated a lot of stats. Yeah, he's accumulated, but he, he got his way on there. Yeah. I'm like Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Never, good, I've never been very good. good, but I've always, you know, you, you add it up at the end, and it's like, oh, he's, he's. Well, the longer you stick around, you'll end up the best at the beat at one point. You know. <laughs> don't 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 short yourself, Rube. You know what you're talking yeah. about. I mean, as far I as I, can, I'm, I'm concerned, anyway. So. Um, All right, Matt, let's hear what so you make, uh, disagree with me on. Well, so I'll give you my Mount Rushmore, and then I'll, there's one point you just talked about, and I'll, I'll give you the Mount Rushmore last, but I think Gannon gets a bum rap because the, he's the next defensive coordinator after the last one who won a Super Bowl, so he's got a lot to measure up to. So, I mean, and also for better or for worse, our defensive coordinator in the Super Bowl, we played pretty bad in that Super Bowl. We let up a lot of points. And we were Good enough. fortunate that Nick played so well, which kind of covered up for the bad defense against, you know, quite frankly, a, a stellar offense against Brady and, and yeah. Belichick. But I think that's why Gannon, he's always going to be held to that standard because we won another Super Bowl. We know what it's like to win one. And every every defensive coordinator after that Super Bowl win is going to be held up to an impossible I think there's some truth to that, but I don't really remember Jim Schwartz being that popular. No, he was he well, was never. No, the, nobody ever likes a defensive coordinator here except Jim Johnson, and it took people a few years right. to to come around on him. I don't know why oh, that is. Did it, it did take a while? It did take a while. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that first year they were not they were they were terrible. They were yeah. not a good defense, and they had a lot more talent than last year's team. Uh, and Jim yeah. Schwartz really, I mean, they were that was their only good year defensively. Was seventeen. I mean, look, they played great in the NFC Championship game, and then they let up a whole lot of points in the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, they won, but. That's kind of my viewpoint of why he's got it. My, my viewpoint of the gonna, Super Bowl defensively yeah. is that when they needed a play, BG made that play. Yeah. And, oh, no, absolutely. And, and won I'm the just, game. I'm just making the comparison when you guys talked about Gannon and why he's yeah. held to a different kind of standard. And, you know, I don't know I'm thrilled. I have a different way. theory about yeah. Gannon. I, I, th- yeah. I think I, I think he's – I mean, he's very – I think his personality might be off-putting to people. He's very slick. You know, he's very okay. – well spoken and almost glib. He's very packaged. Yeah. Like, like I think Jim Schwartz. To actually your point, Matt. 
Jim Schwartz, I think, showed a little more at the podium. Like, yeah. he gave longer answers. He talked, you know, baseball references and okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. I think Gannon loved his Orioles. More media, yeah, he, he was more media-friendly. Yeah. Well, Gannon's really media-friendly. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, think he's, I think he's pretty good. I, I actually band. think what it is is he's perceived as not being an aggressive defensive coordinator, and that really rubs people. Right. But it's not true. That's a good point. It's not true, but I'm um, saying I think that's what it is. Can I, all right, so I'll give you my Mount Rushmore, and I think these are stone cold. Nobody can argue these. So, Reggie White. Steve Van Buren, um, Dawkins, and um, and McNarrick. I don't think you can argue against those well, four. And I, I also mean, don't I, think you can. Ours yeah, are sorry. the same, except I had Kelsey on a like a photo finish over Doc. Uh, but I, I think either way, I, I think you're, you're, yeah, Matt, you're fine. Matt, how do you not have yeah. the so best head that coach? That was the correct answer, yeah. Matt. How Thank do you, you not have the best head coach or the best quarterback the in American the history of the franchise luggage. on your Mount Rushmore? Well, because I, I think, honestly, you should have two separate, one for non-players and one for players. Then you could make that argument. All right, well, then what Andy. about McNabb? He's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise. He oversaw the best stretch of Eagles football. Ellie, he underachieved right. in every he underachieved. big game he, he went to oh, four no, championship games. Ellie, no, you're right. He is the best quarterback in franchise history, but he's not a better quarterback than Van Buren was a running back, than right. White was a defensive player, right. than Doc was a, a safety, and then right. McNarrick was a linebacker. So that's why he's not on there. Now, if I can only put four, that's my four. I'm telling you, those four are the best of their positions in Eagles history. There's he's no right. Doubt yeah, about I it. just know that when it comes to people that have accomplished an Eagles uniform, that have done a ton for the franchise, that you think yeah. about the Eagles, like McNabb is on that list. Like you, were t- uh, Matt, thanks so much but for the call, not, man. He's on the list, but he's not on Mount Rushmore. If, you can only put, if you're, you're limiting to four, that's yeah. the four that's on there. He is. No doubt, he's the best Eagles quarterback, and I was a huge fan of his, and I, I'll defend him to anybody because I think he deserves it. Yeah. And as quite frankly, he's in that category of one of the best quarterbacks to not be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he's on that next tier. He's yeah, not Hall you're right. of Fame, but he's, he's probably, pretty damn good. I he's mean, probably you know, on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. And, Matt, thanks so much for the uh, call, man. Good I stuff, super Matt. appreciate it. Yeah, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks that are not in the Hall of Fame, but – what you just said was uh, he underachieved in, in big games, right? And that that's true, obviously, right? The, the, champi- the championship games, he didn't win, the Super Bowl, all those things. But I think sometimes with that argument, there's a little bit of, like, people point to LeBron James' record in the finals, right? Like, it's not as good as MJ's. But he got to so many finals. So yeah. McNabb had to win a ton of really big games sure. to get to those really big games. Yeah. And you're right that he did not win them. But still, like, that stretch when McNabb was the – quarterback of the Eagles there have not been many if any better stretches of Eagles football or for fans to experience than that and he wasn't the main reason the defense was really good I'm sorry I shouldn't say he wasn't the only reason the defense was very good obviously Andy was there like all those things but they have not had a franchise quarterback since Donovan they really didn't have one like him before Donovan like when it's the most important position in the franchise history and it's the hardest position in sports I get that he's he's not a better quarterback than Reggie White was a, he's a pass just, rusher. I get that, but like you need to be in the Mount Rushmore. You need to be you flat out have to be elite. You he have is to elite. be. No, Donovan's not, absolutely elite. He's not. A, he he. You have to be a Hall of Fame caliber guy. He and is. He's, he's not he's in not. there, but no, he's, he's not. He just isn't. So everyone, he was never. He was. I mean, he never even ranked in the top. What do you, other than 04, He never ranked in the top ten in passer rating in the league. I mean, he's, he was just a, he was a really good player. He wasn't elite. But how many quarterbacks have been anywhere close to him in Eagles history? 
Yeah, well, see, you're defining it by well, you have to have a quarterback ma- on there. I, I think you almost have to because of the importance to the franchise and the team. Well, I disagree. Well, that's why we're going to disagree on this one, I guess. All right, speaking of quarterbacks, Rube, I don't know if you ever had the pleasure of talking to this next caller, but many call him the quarterback expert of the station. O.G. Wade and Chester. O.G. Wade, what's going on, my man? Man, what's going on, Mr. Butterworth? It's a Mr. pleasure, man. Don't worry, man. I had my vegan butter this morning. I knew I was working with Rube, so I had to have a good breakfast. So vegan butter? I'm, yeah, vegan butter every morning. Absolutely. What's it's up? Only way to start what's up, Rube? What's going on? Hey, man, let me introduce you to my name that I gave Jalen, which is the Duke. Okay? So since you, you know, you be out there, so if you, you hear that term and that name, you know who we're talking about. Gotcha. I call him the Duke. Because you might have so, to trademark that soon before it, you know, takes I mean, off too I, I, I'm much, working right? on it, but he's All cool right. and calm and collective. And for one thing, I say this here. You've never seen Jalen get upset, throw his helmet, break the, uh, one of the softwares, and curse people. It's always just, you know, next play, next play. Focus and that's kid. hard to do as a young player and even and to carry that into his, you know, which we think is going to be a great uh, career here for him, you know. But to speak to what y'all talking about right now in terms of this Rushmore, I think that I can put Nick Foles there only to this here, is that the name of the what's the, the goal of every player that plays the game is to win a Super Bowl. Nick yeah. Foles did that in a shorter span of time with a shorter uh, record, whatever, whatever, that people took 40 and 50 years that, that couldn't do it. And yeah, the tough part with saying that, though, is he didn't start all season. You know, like he was he was and, given the keys but, but right listen, before the playoffs. It, it doesn't even matter because what you want really is you want that quarterback to have enough nerve not to uh, to lose that Super Bowl game. And Nick Foles went out there and he had to go score for score with yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I gotta that, say, I, I wouldn't put Foles on my Rushmore, but I, I totally get anyone who does. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. And he's incredibly popular, for and, obvious reasons. That matters, my, too. My point is this here, right? He had to do that when you had a defense that was taking away what he did best. Yeah. And, 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 and they said, we're not going to let you beat us with this. You're going to have to beat us, and he did it. I mean, yeah, you're right, I just got to take you got to take your hat off to him, and if it, it makes your, your arm, the hair on your arm stand up, you just got to put him there. You know, what I mean, it's an exception. No, That's look, it's I'm a saying. it's a fair point. You know I mean? Sorry, Wade, we're up against it, so I got to let you run. But I look forward to in 15 years when we're talking and you're putting Jalen on your Mount Rushmore. So That's, I, I, That's I, the you, Duke. Yeah, yeah, the Duke. The yes, Duke. when the Duke the Duke is on your Mount Duke Rushmore. Duvall. Yeah. So look, I mean, the Foles ones is interesting for sure because of what he accomplished in such a short amount of time. All right, one more segment, unfortunately, because I'm enjoying this uh, football debate, but we see some people still on the line. I will get to you. I want to get your Mount Rushmore. This is Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks Casino. I'm Elliot Shore Parks here with Ruben Frank. One more segment to go. Rube, we just went from the one. The casino was actually named after you, wasn't it? It is, yes. It's, well, that's my, how my parents got my name, Parks, obviously. But uh, one OG caller to another Go Birds legend, a favorite here. Uh-huh. We're going to go to Justin in Tennessee. Justin, what's going on, my man? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing today? What up, Justin? Good to hear from you. Oh, man, I've just been sitting out here on the porch listening to y'all's show today. Y'all done a heck of a job it. on the show. Love it. We Rube's miss James, but Rube, Rube's been great. James. Yeah, I, I miss James. <laughs> Look, again, man, again. <laughs> What's going on, uh, Justin? Not a whole lot, man. Like I said, I'm just sitting here on the porch enjoying this pretty weather, listening to you boys, trying to enjoy my day out. Uh, nice. Well, let's let's hear your Mount Rushmore. Who you got? 
Well, uh, first off would be Reggie White, uh, quite possibly greatest defensive player in the history of football. It's not number one, number two. From Tennessee. Uh, I was going to yep. say this was locked. So from Derek Tennessee. Barnett next, I would assume, obviously. No, no, Derek Barnett, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that big of a homer. Uh, I would I would say Brian Dawkins, uh, the leader of the defense during that awesome stretch run, you know, from the 2000s on. Yeah. Yep. Don McNabb, the quarter, the leader of the offense. I know I know. Rube said, you know, he only had, you know, one one year where he was top ten passer rating and everything, but I don't think I don't think, you know, we could have done what we done, you know, the five NSC championships without him. Did he that's, come up short at times? That's, yeah, that's he did. Fair. Uh and finally, it's a toss up for me. I know we're supposed to do four, but I can't decide. I think we need somebody from the Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. But I can't decide if I'm gonna say Jason Kelsey or Brandon Graham. Both those guys are huge anchors, been been with the team their whole you gotta career. Pick one. Both have seen ups and downs, but for me, I think the Super Bowl parade speech puts Kelsey over the top for me because he well, just endured himself so yeah. much. And also, I mean, I think Kelsey, I don't know if he's going to make the Hall of Fame, but I think he, if he plays two, three more years at this level, I think he's going to be in that discussion. Brandon yeah. is in, probably an Eagles Hall of Famer, but I don't think yeah. he's going to. But you know, you made a great point that they both had their ups and downs, which to me really kind of helps cement their legendary status. I mean, BG was considered a bust for a few years until yeah. he yep. finally got, you know, had success. He wasn't even playing. And Kelsey, I mean, there was a stretch there under Chip where, you know, people wanted to run him out of town, and, and he, he bounced back as the best player in the league. So that's, that's a great point. Exactly right. Elliot, got one quick question for you. Right. Is next week the big day? So it's next funny. I woke, I woke up this morning and I almost turned to my fiance and said, "Wow, one week from today." And it's definitely not. It's two weeks from today. So it's I will be weeks. here. Okay. I, I will be here next week. Make yep. sure you show okay. up on the right day, please. Yeah, I'll be at Parks <laughs> Casino, being like, "Hey, where's everyone else?" <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a good point, Ruby. You definitely need to show up on yeah, the right day. Okay, I wasn't sure. So I'm not sure if I'll get to call in next Saturday. Not sure yeah. what that holds. But I just want to wish you and your fiance Kristen a long, healthy, wonderful we- wedding, marriage, yep. life together, and all that. Like I said, I hope I get to talk to you next Saturday. Me but too. If I don't, man, I wish you all the best, man. I'll get My out man. there and let y'all go. Love you, man. Love you, boys. I mean, I'll holler at you. My play. man. All right, thanks so much, Justin. Appreciate that. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I was getting emotional over here. I know. Yeah, I mean that'd be quite the moment if you know Kristen texts me like, "Hey, where you at?" I'm like, oh, "I'm at Parks for my show," and she's you know. Standing at the altar probably wouldn't go well. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me either, actually. No, of course. I, I know very much when it is. I will be there on time and excited. All right, one more call, or a few more calls, I should say. Robert from Germantown. What's going on, Robert? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call at the end of a wonderful show. Thanks, man. Uh, Thanks for calling in. Yeah. Listen, you put Jalen Hurts in our offense under that coach at San Francisco. Is that Shanahan? What do you think? Is he going to do better than under Sirianni? Sorry, say it again. If Jalen played for the 49, well, you have to remember. No, no. I mean, this last year was Sirianni's first season. I mean, you know. I know, but but I wasn't impressed with him last year. I just think he's not running the right kind of offense. I'm, what I'm saying is, I believe that Hurts would flourish a lot better under a Kyle Shanahan style. Well, West what do you want to see him offense. do differently? Short offense, short short passing. I don't need him to throw the long ball. I don't need that. I just need a controlled passing attack. Well, they were pretty conservative offense last year. For a large stretch like, of it. Yeah, now, not well, at first. but A lot of short passing. I saw a lot of short passes last year. 
a lot of passes dropped. I think we'll be better this year. But Brown that's not Hurts' fault. So I, I actually think the drop pass narrative is a little overblown. Like, yes, there were passes that were yeah. dropped. I think of the touchdown uh, by Quez, the one he dropped against Denver. But when I think back of last year and why the offense struggled passing ball, I don't think of drops. Wasn't a huge problem. Yeah, I think more of like wrong Goddard routes. Goddard had a couple and, bad ones. Yeah, Goddard had. Yeah, that's true. Goddard did have a few, but I, I don't think of it. But all right, Robert, who would you put on your Mount Rushmore? Well, I'm thinking about a different round, Mount Rushmore. I'm thinking about characters. And I would say on my Mount Rushmore of characters, Buddy Ryan, Dave Korish, uh, Jason Kelsey, and uh, who else? Maybe uh, Tommy McDonald. All right. All right, Rob, I appreciate the call, man. we got to hop off, but thanks so much for calling thanks, in. Thanks. Mount Rushmore of characters, starting with Buddy, is probably the, uh, the right call. Who would yeah. be your Mount Rushmore of characters? If that's the only criteria, yeah. I mean, Buddy, Jerome, Jerome, Honestly, that, that's Jerome Brown for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I, I got that one. Yeah, I mean Brandon Graham. He could be up there. He could be up there. Um, I, I might put. That, that's an interesting one. I'd probably put all guys from the from the '88 team. So I don't know if like this would be the same kind of discussion, but I think when you talk about like off the field, just like who they were, what they did, what they said, like I think Malcolm is up there. I mean, it's, again, I like comparing him to Buddy is different. But I think character of being kind of a guy that's funny. Yeah, and, that's true. you know, goofy. Yeah. You know, BG, I'd put BG on that list. I think BG's up there. I still, look, even when he still comes today, he's like always smiling, laughing. He always has good quotes. Yeah. I feel like he's up there. All right, well, Rube, man. I put Randall on there, too. He's Randall's up he there as well? All right. Well, look, I'm going to put you on my official Go Birds fill-in Mount Rushmore. I'm, I'm honored. Yeah, you're fourth, but you're, you're on there. <laughs> You know, you're on there. What but. about? Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So, no. no. Have you changed? Have you? Have you? You haven't changed your mind. These callers haven't. No, I'm still going with my. I believe very strongly in my four, which is Andy, Donovan, Brian Dawkins, and Howie. I just think when you talk we about have none in common. I know. It's pretty funny. That should be concerning for you. No, I'm pretty, I feel pretty good about. You feel mine. good about. I have that? Hall of Famers on mine. You have people that were failures. Again, if ultimately. I'm if I'm <laughs> failures, okay. If, if only one of them, only one person on either of Mount Rushmore has a ring, and that's Howie. But again, I think if you're sitting across from people, my Mount Rushmore tells the best uh, story of the franchise. But regardless, I mean, the recent last 15 yeah, years, the important parts, well, the best important because that's the only part you were around for. Well, that's what makes it the most important. But. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, we do have to get out of no, here. I really appreciate. Really, for well, we can hour. stay. We can go sit in those comfortable chairs and yeah, uh, debate this. Yeah. But I do appreciate everyone that called in today. It means the world. You guys take the time to Good call calls. in on Saturday. Yeah, great calls. Go Birds have the best callers uh, on the radio by far. So thanks to everyone. Thanks to Rupert for filling in. This has been Go Birds Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP at the beautiful Parks Casino. And look, I've told you today already. I got to tell you again. I want to tell you again ask you a question is today your lucky day you bet because the new bet parks app is everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook it's the only casino and sportsbook app that i recommend it's easy to sign up for fun to use faster to win than ever before you can check out at bet parks on twitter and also use the app for special odds boosts and player specials on all your favorite sports you can join me right now on the all-new bet parks casino and sportsbook app you can bet all your favorite sports play all your favorite casino games and you win real money you download on the app store you google play store or you can even get it at betparks.com all new bet parks app users can choose between a twenty dollar casino bonus or a twenty dollar free sports bet that's a great choice to pick from the bet parks casino and sportsbook app where odds bets slots and games all come together in perfect harmony right in your pocket Sportsbook and Casino, all in one amazing app, plus live in-game betting, lets you bet while you watch the game.